Hello and welcome to the Strike a Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm a homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my Working Homeschool Mom Time Audit and Mindset Challenge in the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool homeschool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. All right, so today I'm talking to Dr. Tiffany McKinnon-Russell, who is a homeschool consultant, entrepreneur, and author. Welcome to the podcast, Tiffany. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so before we get down to the nitty-gritty, I'd love to warm up with a fun question. If you were to publish your autobiography today, what would be the title and why? Um, So the title of my autobiography would definitely be God Has a Sense of Humor, Finding Joy in the Unexpected. And the reason why I would choose that title is because um, the life that I'm living today uh, doesn't look like anything I thought I would be living, but it's exactly what I needed. And I realized it was what I was after. I just didn't realize I could have this life in this way. So um, it's not always easy, uh, but it's really funny how things work together. And um, the the task or the obstacle each day is just finding joy in the things that happen that bring to you what it is that you want, but just in um, maybe not in the way you expected. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. And could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am the I am a former corporate America uh, member of corporate America um, turned homeschooling mom. I'm an author and also an entrepreneur. I wear a few hats. I run um, an internet marketing and web solutions firm with my husband, um, and I'm sort of the woman behind the curtain. He's the front guy, and I handle all the operations and finance things in the background. Um, I also assist families with starting their homeschool journey, and uh, my daughter is my ten year old daughter is an actress, so I oversee her acting career. Uh, and so I'm, I've, all, I've been a stage mom, and now I'm a Broadway mom because my daughter's just made her Broadway debut um, in September of 2021. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, that sounds like a, a really busy but interesting life. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. What, mom, sorry. And how long have you been a working homeschool um, mom? What made you decide to choose to be one? So we've been a homeschooling family, and I've been a working homeschool mom for almost seven years. We actually started our journey because my daughter asked me to homeschool her. She was about four years old at the time, and I had her in a pre-K program that she went to for about three days a week. And then she was home with me for about two days. And one day when I picked her up uh, in the afternoon... She, as we were talking on our way home, she informed me that she preferred when I taught her. Um, The interesting thing about that is that, you know, as a mom, you're not really thinking of yourself as a teacher all the time. You're just being mommy. So, yes, we were spending time together. Yes, I was teaching her things, but I wasn't seeing myself as her teacher. But she was putting the two the pieces together. Um, So. 
when I saw how serious she was about it, I had a conversation with my husband and he's very supportive and he's the laid back side to my more of hyper or worrying side. So he said, Hey, let's try it and see what happens. And I started doing research. And a few months later, we started homeschooling kindergarten. And she is finishing up uh, fifth grade now. So um, that's sort of how it started. She, my daughter's always been very clear. She knows exactly what she wants. And so, and um, been able to really communicate that. And so she's the one who really introduced homeschooling to us. Oh, that's amazing. I love that that she decided that you want, and it also obviously shows what a great homeschool mom you are as well, if that's definitely what you wanted to do. I, well, I, I'm a natural, I think I'm a natural researcher. She sort of turned me into a homeschool mom. I'd like to say she sort of introduced me to that, but I am a natural researcher and lifelong um, learner and seeker. And I think that really aligns well with the homeschool environment. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And if you were to look back um, to the beginning of homeschooling, what do you think are the most important things to think about when you start out? I really think um, that when you're first starting out, um, I think a lot of times everyone starts looking at, okay, well, what programs do I want to do? And they want to jump right in. But I think the first thing you have to get clear on is why you're wanting to homeschool, what's your motivation for that, because that's what you're going to need to go back to on the days when you really feel like you don't want to do it anymore. So I think the first thing is why you want to do it. What's your motivation? And then from there, you go into um, understanding what your state and local requirements are, because you want to make sure that you can... um, fulfill that and that you can consistently do what's required of you as a homeschooling parent and family. Um, I also think it's really important to identify what your actual family dynamic is. And by that, I mean how you naturally flow, how you interact, what are your daily schedules, um, how do you function on a daily basis, because that determines how homeschooling is going to fit into your life and space. And understanding your child's learning style, that's going to inform what kinds of resources, activities, curricula that you're going to bring in. And lastly, pulling all those pieces together and creating a real plan that fits your family. I always say that homeschooling should fit into the life you're already living and not vice versa. You shouldn't be changing who you are and who your family is and how you function in order to homeschool. Absolutely. That's such a good point, because it's not going to be sustainable if you do that. Correct. Yeah. Mm, I know from experience. (laughs) Oh, yes. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Absolutely. The beginning of homeschooling can be messy. That is for sure. Yes. Um, Okay. And so what does your schedule look like roughly like on a on a day to day basis and kind of throughout the year? So uh, right now, my schedule is a little bit different just because we're back and forth um, for to the theater in the city for shows. But typically, um, since I'm a night owl, I kind of when I think of my schedule, I start backwards. So um, my workday is typically between the hours of 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. That's when I'm typically um, getting work done. And 
I can plug in, I plug in breaks during that time, but I take advantage of the time when the house is starting to quiet down. No one really needs me for anything. And I can just focus on um, the work and tasks that I have at hand. Since I tend to be up late, I'm the night owl in the family. Um, my day doesn't start super duper early, but um, typically like around eight or 8.30. Um, and I do a morning prayer meditation. I check emails, make sure my daughter's had breakfast, and she starts lessons at about 10.30 um, each morning. Prior to that, she's usually crafting or working on a project. Um, and I make sure that I'm available to her during the um, couple of hours. We sort of keep her formal lesson time to about two to two and a half hours maximum. And during that time, I'm available to her um, as she's working through her lessons or if there's something we're doing that we're that I'm working with her specifically on. And then during the day, I am typically focusing on household related items, laundry, prepping dinner, uh, following up on, you know, household related calls and things like that. And also I take that time to sort of flesh out some of my work ideas that I'm going to work on later on in the day. But I just, I do find that uh, for me as a working homeschool mom, that working later in the day, because I am a night owl and that's sort of when my creative, my creativity comes alive is, is better when I'm working later in the day and focusing on family things during the day when everyone's up and moving about. I think that's kind of the beauty of homeschooling as well, is that you can really schedule creatively and schedule around, like you said, how people function and when you are at your best. Um, I think that's definitely one of the great advantages of homeschooling. Definitely, definitely is. I'm the night owl. My husband is the morning person. So um, between the two of us, we, we make it work. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And how do you stay organized in terms of fitting everything in and and uh, managing to stay on top of things in general? Well, my Google Calendar, Excel spreadsheets and QuickBooks, uh, my filing system, and the method I use to prioritize things that I need to do are my absolute best friends. <laughs> so I use calendars to keep our schedules organized so that everyone can see what's happening um, and everything's sort of tagged and um, the details are there so everyone knows each week and each day what we're looking at. Um, I use Excel spreadsheets to maintain um, items for both business and personal um, and QuickBooks as well for that to keep all financial information in order, as well as using spreadsheets to keep track of uh, projects and things that I'm working on with my daughter, things we need to complete, things that are um, in process or that we've completed. And I have my filing system that I use, which is... Um, part hard copy, part electronic, um, that helps me to keep important papers in, in place where I can get to them quickly um, is, is really important as well. Um, having a child who's also an actor, there are document, there's documentation I have to get to rather quickly depending on um, how fast she's booking opportunities and things. So that helps me. And then um, I have a prioritizing method that I use that helps me so that I'm, because I tend to sometimes try to pack my day with lots of things, but this helps me to only focus on what's most important. And I call it my top seven. So um, each day I, I use this method to 
figure out what are the top seven things that need to happen today. And that's what I focus on for that day. Um, I don't beat myself up if I don't get all seven things done, but these are the only seven things I'm focusing on. These are the primary things that need to happen today. And they can be anything. If I'm prepping food for the week, you know, that's one of the main things. If I'm, if, if it can be anything, so it doesn't have to be a huge project. It could be um, even something that someone else might think is minor, but it's important to get done that day. Um, and that's how I try to keep myself focused. Because like I said, I tend to pack my days in and then I want to avoid, you know, exhaustion. So I, so that's how I really use it. Those four elements, calendar, spreadsheets, and QuickBooks, filing system, and helping to prioritize what is really important for that day um, is, is really what helps me to stay organized and helps me to keep everyone else organized too. And uh, what is your absolute favorite homeschooling resource and why? I, you know, I don't actually have a what I would call a favorite, but one that I'm really enjoying right now um, is the curriculum that we're using, the program that we're using for our primary curriculum, and that is uh, Time for Learning. I really love this program, one, because it is easily accessible, and with my daughter um, being at the theater, there's times where she can complete lessons backstage um, because it's fully online. Also, it really aligns with her kinesthetic learning style, and I like that I can keep track of what she's doing while she's completing her lessons. Um, so it I typically um, would customize her lessons. That's what I'm used to doing, doing a lot of customization. But with the changes in our schedule right now, I was looking for something that would be a good alternative. And Time for Learning really has done that. So um, that's one of the ones that I'm really enjoying right now, seeing her enjoy her lessons and enjoy learning and also not feeling like uh, she's losing the... Um, elements in her learning process that I like to see there with what, you know, with how I use customization to do that. And I think, so, I mean, sometimes curricula gets it or curriculum can get a bad rap, but I think it's also, I mean, they're also very useful in terms of saving time, especially for a working homeschool mom, because they can really take away yes, I think planning and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. I think, um, like you said, that sometimes when you, especially when you're seeing homeschooling families that have been homeschooling for a while. And um, when you're first getting started, I, you know, I really do suggest looking for a curriculum that will help you to see what, it, what are things that you like, and then you can see what you want to customize or if you even want to do that at all. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, uh, that a curriculum is a very helpful element and it's, uh, it's something that shouldn't be overlooked or looked down on, um, you know, it's as a part, no matter where you are in your homeschool journey, it's definitely helping us. So I'm a proponent for it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I agree. Totally. And also, but one thing I always, I always suggest is not to be married to a particular curriculum, because I think also when people start out, they're so nervous about not doing enough that sometimes they really double down, even though their kids are not enjoying it. So I always say maybe, yeah, just also be flexible, I guess, with the curriculum as well, I, I think is a good idea. That's so true. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So you did mention that sometimes times get tough. So have you ever wanted to quit and uh, how did you get through it? 
Oh, all the time. <laughs> Especially during our first year, I felt like I was failing daily just because um, I was doing a lot of seeing what other people were doing. You're doing a lot of research. You're looking at things online. You're joining all these groups and you find yourself copying what other people are doing and it just doesn't fit for you. Um, but uh, you're trying to make it fit because you're trying to figure out how this is going to work for your family. Um, and so, yeah, I think feeling like you don't want to do it or feeling like you're, you know, maybe this isn't right for our family is a common feeling as you're getting started. Um, specifically, what helped me to push through was first my daughter's desire to homeschool. Um, even when she was, uh, you know, obviously and very clearly, visibly not enjoying the process at times, she never wanted to stop. So it made me push through to find what worked. And I felt like if she was that clear about what she needed, I needed to be committed to making it happen. Um, the second thing I did was I leaned on my strength as a researcher and I was able to identify three main components that I felt were important for creating a space that works for your family. And that is something that I talk about a lot, which is your family dynamic, your child's learning style, and creating a functional plan. And when I really committed to those three areas, that's when I started to see things open up. But I think you have to sort of push through those bad days, those rough days of feeling like you don't want to do it anymore um, and push through to find what works for your family and not be worried about if it looks like what someone else is doing, but just focus on how it's working for, for you all internally. Absolutely. And you shared the real about that, which I really liked is, is to get in inspiration from other people, but not to copy because every right. is unique, isn't it? It's a unique path that you have to take. Yes. And I think that's what's sometimes so scary is because it's a customized, it's such a customized environment. It's really what works for your family. But I think sometimes that's a little scary because especially if you're coming out of a more traditional um, educational environment, uh, there, you know, you're used to a roadmap or a model that it's supposed to look this way. And in homeschooling, that's just not the case. Um, and you need to, I guess it, it takes that time to get used to and appreciate the freedom of that not being the case and not being afraid that you're going to do it wrong, get it wrong, break your kid, you know, things like that. But that you're really, you know, that as you focus in, you're going to be giving your child exactly what they need. Sure, absolutely, yeah. And so speaking about being a working homeschool mom, how important do you think mindset is for being a successful working homeschool mom? Uh, mindset is extremely important because you are really needing to, I say each day, daily, ground yourself and focus on the what, the why, and the how. <laughs> Understanding that as long as you have the what, what you want to do, the why, why you want to do it, um, and then understanding that the how may have to be revealed to you as you go and through your perseverance. Um, homeschooling and working from home doesn't always provide an evenly balanced experience, but you can figure out how to balance it in a way that works for you and works for your family. Um, I also think that 
a, a huge mindset piece is not forgetting yourself in the process. And I think as moms, we put everybody and everything before us and we forget that we are an intricate and important part of the process. And so we have to remember ourselves. We have to remember what our needs are and plug those in as well. And that also helps with that, that balance, but understanding what your definition of balance needs to be. And that I think is the biggest part of the mindset piece, knowing that I can have both. I can work and I can successfully homeschool my child. I can have a successful business and homeschool my child. I can have a very happy and thriving family and do all these things at once because um, I understand the needs and function. And that's really what I feel like we as moms can do best because of the fact that we see everything in such a wide plane and we can understand the needs of others in such a, a special way um, that we are the ones who can create that proper environment. And I just, I feel like that's what's the important thing is understanding that what that why and knowing that the how will come. It may not be right in front of you at that point, but that as you, as you move through and you commit to the process, the how will reveal itself. And you know, you'll find your, your way into happiness for yourself and happiness for your family. And that brings me to my next question. So what does self-care look like for you? Well, currently self-care for me looks like a nap. I used to, um, not, uh, I used to think, you know, I can't, you know, I can't go to sleep, you know, I can't sleep during the day, I sleep at night when it's bedtime, but now I really prioritize napping and I listen to my body and, you know, if my body says it needs to rest, then I take a moment to rest. And, you know, you may do a 20 minute power nap or you may just lay down for five minutes to close your eyes. But your body just needs that time to stop for a second. Um, I don't remember where I heard it, but someone said something like you don't earn rest. You need rest. So I try to remember that um, some other forms of self-care include spending time with my daughter, just having fun and singing and dancing. Um, sometimes just catching up on a TV program by myself. And I have recently started finger crocheting, which I really enjoy. So that's something that um, if I need just an activity to kind of clear my head and just do something where I'm creating and just, you know, just something for me, finger crocheting is super fun. But I, I really do think that you just need to plug into whatever works best for you and what feels good to you. And for me right now, that's finding times to rest because our schedule is, is so busy. Yes, absolutely. And I think also it takes time to kind of figure that out in the beginning when you start being a working homeschool mom. Because I know I was very much like, oh my gosh, I have to teach my kids for 10 hours a day, <laughs> things like that. And that right. doesn't leave a lot of time for anything else. Exactly. And that kind of goes back to how we just kind of put everything and everyone else before ourselves. And then when we're run down, it's hot, sort of, it brings everything else. Everything else has to halt because we have to halt, you know? And so I think when you plug those times in to really give yourself room to breathe and room to rest, um, it helps the rest of the family function well too. Oh, absolutely. It's, really, it's vital, isn't it? And uh, so what would be your number one piece of advice? for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom? If you could think of just one main idea. Um, well, Theodore Roosevelt is quoted as saying, comparison is the thief of joy. 
So my advice is to be very intentional about not comparing yourself or your family to anyone else. Um, and as we had mentioned a little bit earlier uh, in the interview, to be inspired, but don't copy or feel inadequate because what you're doing looks different from someone else. If it works for you, just keep doing it. Oh, absolutely. That is such, I love that quote. Yes, it's such a, it's, and it's so true in so many ways in homeschooling and working and working from home, all that kind of stuff. I think it's so very true that comparison does definitely take away the joy. And then finally, to finish off, is there anything that you're working on at the moment that you would like to share and where can people find you online? Okay. Well, I really do. Um, from my experience, I really do understand the importance of feeling confident on your homeschool journey. And I also understand how overwhelming that process can be, especially when you're getting started. So I created a workbook. It's called the Plan Your Homeschool Workbook. It's a free resource that helps you get clear on your family dynamic of identifying your child's learning style and looking at compatible homeschool methods and the process and more to really create a functional plan that your family will actually use and that fits into the life you're already living. Um, this is a perfect resource for homeschooling families who are just starting out or for those who just need some guidance on their current journey. And you can access the free workbook at bit.ly forward slash plan your homeschool. So once again, that's bit.ly forward slash plan your homeschool. And you can find that free um, resource. Um, online, you can find me on Instagram at Thoughts of a Homeschool Mom. On Facebook, you can find me in my Facebook group called The Brand New Homeschooler. Uh, on the web, you can find my website at thoughtsofahomeschoolmom.com. And my email, if you want to shoot me a message, is tiffany at thoughtsofahomeschoolmom.com. And I'd like to note that when you grab that free workbook, you also get access to all those ways to connect with me right in one place. And also you'll get to know about some of the goodies and things I'll be offering in 2022, including challenges and classes. Okay, awesome. But that resource sounds amazing, really, because you really need, those are such important things to find your le the learning style and also the rhythm. I think that sounds like an amazing resource. So I'll definitely link that. I'll also link it in the show notes so people can access it there. Okay, awesome. All right. So it was really lovely to talk to you, Tiffany. And thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your advice for working homeschool moms. And yeah, it was lovely to chat. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Homeschool Mom support group over on Facebook and let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a working homeschool mom who might need it. It's my mission to support as many working homeschool moms as possible. Until next time, take care.